Good morning. It is morning and welcome to day five of STLV 2019. It's discovery day and everyone is in all kinds of various discovery cosplays. You had a line earlier for the first of many discovery photo ops, the Andorian photo op. There's a big line right now over in the vendor's room because Kate Mulgrew is doing a complimentary signing of both of her books, Born With Teeth, her autobiography, and Never Forget, the book about her parents. Let me breathe for a second here. Um, apologize if I sound like I'm talking really fast. Today's going to be a busy day for me because I'm going to practically be living in the Nimoy Theater today. Or not taking, live tweeting all of the discovery panels and the lower decks panel. Hi, is it possible to inter interview someone about the slot machine or? Oh, it's not as. No, it's a video game gambling. So basically, uh, you're gonna play a video game on the casino floor and you're gonna gamble at the same time. Okay. So this game is a t um, tower defense game. Right, thanks so much. You're aboard Deep Space Nine, you have to defend Deep Space Nine against invaders by destroying the ship. Okay. Every time you destroy a ship, you make a bet. And okay. You can win money. And it's based on the number of ships and the type of ships? Uh, well, this, the game is still in development right now. Okay. So we're still uh, doing tests and see what's the best uh, way of uh, doing it. Uh, so I don't have an answer for that right now. Okay, fair enough. Okay, thank you very much. I remember you from like two years ago. Right, the folks from Kentucky. Tennessee, Tennessee. Well, you were there for Conclave? Because you were on stage with Five Year Mission. That was the band. No. The Star Trek band, wow. no? Oh, wait a minute. We were at one. Uh, were we? ICC. They put well, us up there. Yeah. yeah. But we were here at Star Trek Vegas two we years ago. That's yes. right. You were, the, you were the first one to do Discovery cosplay. It was us, and it was so much fun. Okay, so how have the universe, the uniforms held up since then, now that we know more more details? Well, okay, we're not screen accurate, <laughs> but we are comfortable. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and we did get the collar right. Okay. And that was the hard part. <laughs> the goad? Okay, we're shiny. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's been very nice about it, and they're thrilled that we're here, and we're thrilled we're here. So thank you. Well, welcome back. Are you going to be coming back next year? No, we're going to do every other year. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, I'd pencil in 2021 because we don't know what's going on. Exactly. Because exactly. Creation has a contract with the Rio through next year. Oh, see, okay. I heard something about that. And that, I that, is, that is solid information. Okay, so, so next year. We don't know what's going to happen in, starting in 2021. Because there are all the rumors about them wanting to tear this place down and build a baseball stadium. The Rio? Yeah. Yeah. So it could be somewhere else in Vegas or a different city. Well, even? Caesars or is building a new convention facility that's connected to the Flamingo, the Cromwell, and the Link. Oh. There by the High Roller. Yeah. That would be nice. That would be really nice. So I'm thinking they're factoring if they lose all of this convention space, they can even it out and still say they have the same amount over there. Right, that's a good point. So they can house 6,000 people easily? Yeah, I, Yeah, it's gonna be a medium-sized convention facility. I like medium-sized convention. <laughs> I just like Star Trek conventions. I love Star Trek conventions. Well, this is, today's your day. That's true, it's all about discovery. We waited a Which week. Is so exciting. We're going to get our picture with Doug and Sonequa. Are you do, did you splurge for the 469 sextet? No, Sad we did not. Story. We just did the duo with Doug and Sonequa. Okay. Yeah, because we met Mary Chifo and several of them the first year right before Discovery yeah. debuted. And so, you know, we have those pictures, okay. which were awesome. So, oh, so awesome. But we didn't get to meet Doug and Sonequa. So. Okay. Okay, well, let, I won't keep you anymore. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Make our way back into the hallway. It's Sunday morning, so a lot of people probably won't be waking up till 10, 30, 11. 
and making their way over here till 12. Because last night you had Gaze in Space, you had um, Brent Spiner's concert in Search of Lost Time. And it's Saturday night in Vegas, so of course everyone's going to be staying up at the Masquerade till 2, 3 a.m. Somebody just walked by doing a Kess cosplay. Adam Malin walked by. John Delancey's trying to figure out how to get into the vendor's room. So the Cape Mulgrew line is growing. It is long and hopefully it will be moving quickly. Okay, so we're back in the vendor's room. So the Discovery cosplay is running the gambit from the Discovery era Enterprise uniforms to the actual Discovery uniform to the disco shirts. And there's a good healthy line for Sonequa Martin Green's autograph signing, which is on the other side. So one of those things you can will only see at STLV, LeVar Burton and Sonequa Martin-Green are getting selfies with each other. Jane Brooke is here. Some of the celebrities are here. They got up early, other celebrities, not so much. Jonathan Frakes is currently the only TNG actor here doing autographs. LeVar's here, but he's on the other side. He's on the other side with Sonequa Martin-Green getting selfies with each other. Congratulations. Oh, yes, thank you. How long were you waiting in line for that autograph? I got in early. I mean, so I was in line probably at about 9.20. Were you one of the first ones? Yeah, probably the first 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and she was late. So, <laughs> of course, she was late. So It's Star Trek Las Vegas. Why wouldn't she be late? I know, I know. I guess she was doing a CB Access panel or oh, okay. interview or something. So, okay. yeah, that was cool. Okay, but thank yes. you. So we're going to be all over the place today when I'm not in the theater. Going to have like a slight break from 2 to 2.50. And then there'll be, I think, the Lower Decks pan panels at 3, then Sonique. No, Sonique was at 3. That's the last panel of the day. Oh, golly, I got to make my way towards the theater. Hey, and we're back. And that was a long three hours in, in the Nimoy Theater. I'm not going to lie. Um, I heard things that people, you shouldn't hear, thanks to store brand five-year mission. There was an attempt at a Beatles cover, and then there was an attempt at a Queen cover. I might need to speak to a therapist about that. You're at the wrong convention. Uh-huh. <laughs> For you, you rock that TOS uniform. Thank you so much. Can I tell you just how amazing this community is for a second? Okay, not that I'm like totally like boasting about you guys, but I'm totally about to boast about you guys. So, Wait, can I record this? Of course. So, are you recording now? Yeah. Okay. So there, the LAOA team basically said, hey, there's this one girl, um, we really want to bring her here. And I, I even told everybody up front, I was like, I'm not that big of a Star Trek fan. I think the last time I quoted it was like maybe 12 years ago, just up front. Because I was expecting them to be like, oh, you don't really belong here. It was the exact opposite. Like everybody basically said, don't worry, we've, we've got outfits for you if you want to do it because you cosplay. Um, we'll introduce you to all these quotes, all these little all the lingo, we'll show you all these clips, like we got you and completely welcomed me into the community. And so that like even the outfit that I'm wearing today, yeah. someone was like, Oh, you like you only brought this cosplay? Don't worry, I got you covered for tomorrow. Yeah. And it's just been the generosity has been absolutely heartwarming and like I've cried a couple times because it's just it's a family. It really is. So you don't normally see this in at, at, at other conventions? No, a lot of times it's like you almost have to prove your fandom's worth 
which is super weird and like yeah here it's it's almost like night and day and I've never seen like the community being like hey cool you're in Doctor Who stuff I got you oh you're in Star Wars stuff I got you oh you're in this that's completely weird and random I got you sorry my troubles it's okay my trouble got excited at that. <laughs> they, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really just a surreal experience, and I love it. It's like I'm coming back next year for sure. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. I got you. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't realize you were recording today. I'm always recording. <laughs> it's my thing. That is true. <laughs> Okay, so what time is it? Um, okay, we got about 15 minutes before we have to head back into the main theater. Hi, can I interview you really quick about the pinball game? By all means. Okay, if you can introduce yourself, sir. Sean Lebrecht. Okay, Sean, so where did you find this? And I'm guessing it's a vintage Star Trek pinball game from the original TOS run? It's an original 1978 Star Trek playfield. Oh, 78. Wow. Mm -hmm. I bought this playfield off of somebody years ago. I didn't know what to do with it, so I had it in storage for a few years. And then one day I decided to take it out and have a frame built for it. And I was going to create wall art out of it. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, well, how cool would it be if I actually brought it around to Star Trek conventions and get some signatures on it? And then after that, I started doing that for the next few years. And then I actually uh, put LEDs in it and lit it up. So you can actually see it lit up. Like. Oh, wow. Wow. And that is a long story very short. How many autographs do you have on here altogether? I haven't counted, but I want to say probably between 15 to 20 autographs. Oh, wow. Wow. So, it looks pretty, it looks all pretty lit up. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's, yeah, I, I like the LEDs to it, so it made it look nice. Okay, let me get a picture of this. Sure, by all means. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Wait, I gotta get a picture of Morehouse in cosplay. Here, wait, let me give you final approval. Dude, I don't need approval. good. Yeah, who's that weird guy behind you? guys. He's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your picture, Tanika? <laughs> Wait, no, I gotta take a picture first. Thank you. Aww. You're the best guy in here. <laughs> The future of Star Trek is alive and well. Contrary to what the shadows of the midnight say, because he can go fork himself. Okay, so we're back in the vendor's room, because the panels are, a couple of them went long, so they're about maybe 15 minutes late at the moment. As I said, 3 p.m. is the Sonequa Martin green panel. And for everyone who wasn't at a panel, they were here in the vendor's room getting autographs. And R2-D2 has made his appearance of the convention. Red alert! <laughs> so Jonathan, it looks like Jonathan, Nichelle, 
and Brian Thompson are the only three left doing autographs on one side of the room. The other side of the room, to quote Larry, on the other side of the room, it's a really deep cut ready room reference. Um, you have all of the Discovery people. Larry is doing what Larry does. Okay, I'm not going to miss her panel. She's still in here doing autographs. I think I got another 15 minutes to go then. So we're exiting the vendor's room. The crowd today, it is like it thinned out a lot today for a Sunday. I think a lot of people are either they they did their last, they saw what they wanted to see for today and they're making their way home. That time, Little Guidon meant morass. There's a Gorn on vacation. <laughs> Gotta take a picture of this. Okay, so things are starting to come to an end here. It looks like CBS All Access stage looks like is done for the day. Okay, in about 10 minutes, we're gonna make our way back into the main theater. Okay, so we're gonna pause the recording now and head back into the theater for the Sonequa Martin Green panel. Okay, we're back. The Sonequa Martin Green panel has finally let out. Oh wait, well sir, if you can introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are. Well, I'm Matt from Trek Zone. Okay, for those listening, what is Trek Zone? It's, a, it's Australia's Star Trek podcast and we've been going for six years and the website's been going since 2003 as a high school or a, um, what would you call that here, the high school project, Okay. Uh, which is your middle school, I guess it was. So it was around year 10, so it was the middle, is that middle school? Yeah, you know, high, middle school would be 6, 7, 8, oh, high okay. school is 9, 10, 11, oh, 12, you you've got 13 through 18. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. So it was high school. As a as a IT project, so yeah. Okay. So living in the U.S., Star Trek was always on here. It was always accessible. How is it in Australia, given that you have the you have the the I, I don't want to say state-run media. That's not right. But you have government-subsidized television, and then a few independent stations. Do I have that right? Yeah. So we've got. Well, it is. It's a government um, government funded um, channel, the ABC, um, which runs has the charter to be independent as well. So there's no government control okay. like those sort of countries. But uh, and then we've got the three commercial networks, and um, the original Star Trek was on Channel Seven uh, a few years after the US broadcast, and then it moved over to Channel Nine uh, again a few years after broadcast after the US. Um, but it started to get a little bit closer towards um, DS9 and Voyager and en definitely Enterprise. Um, but it was always on 11 o'clock at night on a Tuesday night because it just didn't rate. So the, di the diehards would, would watch it and that would be about it. Now is there a big Trek community in Australia? There certainly is. There's, uh, we've got the fan clubs uh, from Starfleet, the, or the, um, the, the worldwide yeah. fan organisation. Um, there's chapters down under. Um, there's also uh, some independent groups as well. There's plenty of fans around uh, as well. There, there would be a good few ten, tens of thousands of fans, I would say, definitely, yeah. And I heard you were telling Bill and Dan from the Trek Geeks podcast that this was your first STOV? That's right, yeah, yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been massive. We don't have five-day conventions just on one franchise in Australia. Um, so it's been, it's been crazy. So it did live up to the hype? I was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't any major news announced, but... Um, well, but no. there, there, there was some, you know, they filmed part of Star Trek Picard at Universal City Walk in L.A. Very true, very true. So there were, there were little, I would call those tidbits. Big announcements like, like last year with the new show. I guess, you know, you can't announce a new show every well, year. there was the Lower Decks panel. Yeah, so we did get some more details on those and we saw... Um, actual animation and, and how the characters yeah. <laughs> are going to be animating, which is fantastic. So, yeah. So, what has surprised you the most about your first STLV? The scale. De definitely the size of the event uh, has been... Nothing can sort of prepare you for it, you know. You, you, you watch the coverage from, from the other news networks, uh, the other Star Trek fan sites, 
Um, but the photos just don't really do it justice when you get here and you get into that dealer's hall and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like all the walking, yeah. all the, you're, you'll, be eating, you'll be buying something and you'll see some, a Star Trek actor behind you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and the freedom as well of, of those actors that they just walk around. Um, it's a lot more controlled uh, in Australia with minders um, and stuff like that. And I guess that that's maybe just because it's not one franchise, so they're you know, and they're in a smaller space, so they're a lot more protective over in Australia. Not that they're not protective here. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. You got your three microphones. So you're going to be roaming. Yeah, we're heading over now to uh, to do our day five wrap up. Uh, with the Trek Geeks, uh, so that'll be out a little bit later tonight, uh, day five of STLV, um, and then we're back home in Australia and we've got some interviews with the guests here that we'll be releasing throughout August. Okay, and I heard you were flying through LAX, I'm from the LA area, so I'd like to formally apologize for LAX. The city of LA has nine years to finish building that airport before the games of the 34th Olympiad in 2028 or your money back and your pizza is free. <laughs> should be all right, because we're flying domestically, so hopefully it's Still. Oh, okay. Well, everything's an experience. I, I, you only fly out of LAX if you absolutely have to. Okay. Well, Disneyland's worth it, I think. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> but you could have flown to John Wayne for that. Nah, well, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks very much. My pleasure. Okay, so we're back in the hallway. Um, so everything is starting to shut down. Um, upgrades will probably be overflowing past five, depending on how many there are. Forks is closing at five. The vendor's room will be closing about half an hour at five. I apologize if I sound like I'm yelling. It's day five of STLV. But ironically, I got eight hours of sleep last night. So I'm probably the most coherent one here today. Okay, so we're back in the vendor's room. So because it's Sunday, everyone is going to try to get a deal on stuff. You can hear it's busy. By Grapthar's hammer, I shall avenge you. Never give up, never give in. <laughs> Don't okay. make me say the line again. Don't make me say the line I know, you played some British act. I played King Richard. <laughs> I had five curtain calls. <laughs> <laughs> I was an actor once. <laughs> There's nothing you can say to make me do this. Okay. <laughs> oh, the show must go on. Damn you. <laughs> so, everybody does Galaxy Quest. It's a tradition. So, how have people been? What have been the response from your cosplay? Oh, fun. Oh, I mean, people love yeah. it. There's a lot of people that want to uh, take pictures of us. So that feels kind of good because I was a bit nervous because this is our first Star Trek convention. Ever? Ever. Ever. So um, I've been to, I, we've been to cons, to to but yeah. not a Star Trek convention. So I wanted to do this, but. And today was just our silly and fun day. Yeah. So did it live up to the hype? It did. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> so much fun. Well, well, what were you surprised by the most, this being your first STLV? I have one, but you first. No, you go ahead. Um, how comfortable the actors were mingling with the crowd. Um, you know, I've, I've been in other cons where you have actors that are really just, they show up, they do their, what do you call it? Their, hey! hey. <laughs> they show up, they do their, uh, their panel, they have a conversation or two, and they disappear. <laughs> Everybody knows Kareem. Of course! The professional selfie taker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and, and what I was saying earlier is, is you, you go to a lot of these uh, other cons where it's just, it's um, it's more cold, I guess, like, for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, you don't really get that engagement from the cast members, where I think maybe because Star Trek's so much more specialized, it was just, yeah. I mean, we were chatting with Brent Spiner the other day. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Casually walking by. If and, it's slow, there's uh, nobody at the table. Right. You can strike up a conversation about some of the roles they played yeah. in the past that weren't Star Trek. Or like another great moment was a bunch of Klingons taking a photo, oh, yeah. and uh, Michael Dorn just pops in, yeah, photo bombs. Yeah, super fun. So stuff like that. That yeah. is very cool. Jonathan Frakes loved our. Uh, <laughs> I'm like the one time that we're gonna get a, um, a, a picture with him, and it, we're in 
Galaxy Quest uh, cosplay, and he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. So, anyway. Okay, thank you. All right. Pleasure, thank you. See you later. Okay. <laughs> so we got about a half hour before everything shuts down here at the Rio. Can you talk about your booth really quick? Okay, can you let us know um, what, wh who you are? So we are Jay and Kalia from Science Division. Okay, what is Science Division? So Science Division is a company we actually just founded uh, in February. We got the license for our app-enabled uh, interactive tribbles. So the company is literally just a company that makes tribbles at the moment. <laughs> and you said they were app-enabled? Yes, so they are. So, uh, so our app-enabled tribbles, uh, they have a few different modes. Okay. Um, the first mode is at ease, which they're currently at now. Okay. The more you pick them up, the more you move them, the more they'll coo back at you. Okay. Uh, we also have an on-duty mode, so every time they get picked up, they'll decide if you're a Klingon agent or someone a little more friendly to the triple race. Okay. And then you also have watchdog mode, so you can leave it on something you want to protect, and if someone tries to move it, then it will scream at them and alert you to their presence. Okay. You can also trigger an attack directly from the phone as well. Okay. So they'll vibrate and scream like they do on the show. We wanted to make the most lifelike triple possible. Okay. We couldn't find that on the market, so okay. we decided to make our own. Okay. Now put you down. Yeah. <laughs> so how much are, are the tribbles? So we're pre-selling them for $59.99 on our website, okay. website sciencediv.com. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So there's a huge line for Sonequa Martin Green. Huge line. Okay, all Michelle Nichols and all of the TNG people are done for the day. The Discovery people are still on the other side. Michelle has come back from finding food. What did we have? <laughs> I had a Doug Jones hug. <laughs> no, we had, um, what did we have? We had noodles. We had oh. fun noodles. But yeah, it was super yummy. And then we came back and I got to hug Doug Jones. And can I tell you, Doug gives the best hugs. It's like melting into a, like, That's what a warm everybody cloud. says. And it was just like, definitely yeah, true. <laughs> it really is. And he's the sweetest person. Just like, you can tell him anything and he's just, he's right there for you. And then he wrote, then he rubs your cheeks and calls you his little puppy. He's <laughs> cute. Big hugs. So they're keeping the vendor's room open an hour more. And in true creation STOV fashion, everybody's packing up when they make the announcement. Okay, so really, in all fairness, the reason the vendor's room is still staying open an hour is because of the line for Sonequa Martin Green if it were stretched normally, it'd be several fire hazards because we'd be blocking at least maybe two exits. That's how long it is. Okay, it is our year, the yearly tradition. We're here with Dr. Trek himself, Larry Nemerchek, who has, who specializes in all things McCoy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a fake doctor, not a real doctor. <laughs> You play one on TV. <laughs> yes, on the internet, yes. Excuse me, let me get my uh, rum and coke for my voice. <laughs> I only use it for medicinal purposes. Yes. You probably had a couple of the Romulan ales they were serving this year. I not No, I don't know what they're putting in the Romulan ale. It's, it's blue. <laughs> but I'm sticking with my... No, seriously, the throat. I mean, I, I, totally, I totally imbibe that line because it's like... You start losing your voice by Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're talking all week. And yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, my throat's <clears throat> been doing that too. So, how's the convention been for you this year? Um, oh, it's been good. It's it, it's it evolve. You know, it keeps evolving. That the convention keeps evolving. Star Trek keeps evolving. The fan and the pro world keeps evolving, and what I'm doing keeps evolving. So every year is like a little different. And this year we had a lot of push with the Roddenberry Podcast Network and did a very organized <laughs> massive panel for Roddenberry but I had a real kick with Mike. Mike Westmore asked me to come on with their panel I'm not a makeup artist but he asked me to come in and help him with the the filler and I had a lot of good feedback from that people enjoyed that and having the generations anniversary panel 
So that and then looking out for the, the big tour next year with Geek Nation Tours. A lot of interest in that before the convention next year. And also people finding out that I'm offering day tours around LA when they're on vacation in Los Angeles. So, and then of course, good old Portal 47. And I'm not saying anything about the Con of Wrath because we're just working on it now, my documentary. That what, that's not in my purview. <laughs> Very good. But no, uh, Portal, and I had some new, you know, swatchkeys and got uh, giveaway things and um, uh, for the Portal and for the tours, so that's been, it's been fun. And uh, seeing the new Discovery people and all the new folks in, and uh, uh, it's really funny because like six, seven years ago, Mike McMahon, who's the showrunner on Lower Decks, had just, had, was about to, had, wasn't even out yet. I saw the news that he had sold his his Twitter account, joke account about the eighth season of Next Generation. Yeah. So there's his fan cred bona fides right there, right? So anybody's still questioning that. He wrote that and sold a book based on his Twitter account. Yeah, I remember that. And and I just that was, but it wasn't out yet. And at Comic Con, where I have like a temporary table, he had his Next Gen Companion <laughs> book and came up and asked me to sign it. And I'm like, oh hi. And he goes, yeah, my book's coming out. And it was like, oh, a book, book, okay, cool. And we did selfies then. And then since then, my gosh, then Rick and Morty happened, and now he's doing this. And I'm kind of, and we stayed, like, every once in a while, I'd just say, that's awesome, you know, saying, so today he's here, or yesterday he was here, and I went over and said, well, can we get a selfie so I can stop using that seven-year-old picture from Comic-Con? Yeah. He was like, oh, please, let's. <laughs> so, you know, some, at some point... Well, first I razzed him about, I had real high hopes for a Tellarite character on Lord X, <laughs> yeah. you know. No makeup, it's just drawn that way. And um, so anyway, I'm still, maybe I'll bombard them with a Tellarite story sometime. Anyway, but I'm just excited for all the new, I think people are getting it now. We've well, been trying to talk about it for a year, but yeah. I'm not sure people are getting it because I was there for the Lower Decks panel and the theater was empty for that. Oh. Well, what time was it? 10.30, 11.30, no, something? Um, I think it was like 12:15. Oh, he brought the whole writing staff, and I, I regret know. not getting to meet. I know. I was them. in the hall, live tweeting three consecutive panels, being forced to listen to Storebrand five-year mission. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them, Storebrand five-year mission. Storebrand five-year mission. Generic brand five-year mission. Yeah. Oh well. Well, oh, there well. was that, and I go back for the Sonequal part panel, and the theater's only a third full. Hmm. And people are starting to get up and leaving. They're they're in the panel. Well, but I, I don't. It's not. It wasn't Sonequa's fault. It, Adam wasn't. I don't think a very good moderator for that panel because he spent twenty minutes recapping seasons one of two of Discovery, which you can see on CBS All Access. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I would love to do more of that kind of thing here too. They've got a lot of good talent to do that. It's. In and out, and Sunday is Sunday's a little different. Maybe they shouldn't have the maybe Discovery people should be on. That should be Saturday, not Sunday. Well, I think. Well, they had to get permission from CBS. They had to clear all that. So I guess this was the logistically yeah. the filming schedule. Anyway. Well, it's everything though has felt more. When I say intense, I don't mean like in a stressful way. I just think we had 12 years there where everything kind of spiraled down and kind of, you know, nothing was new unless we really, really, somebody created something new, but there was no new film Star Trek driving it. And then the birth of Discovery was so troubled and chaotic and calmed down, but season two was big and now the, all the things they're rolling out and people still, you know, and I say this all the time, convention, what you see at a convention, the fans, Love them. I love them. A lot of my, you know, a lot of friends. Always new people. Always new people coming for the first time. Yes. I love meeting, you know, Vegas virgins yes. <laughs> or STLV virgins. Maybe that would sound better. First timers. Yeah. I love that. But even then, what you see at a convention anywhere, that's not all. That's only one slice of fandom. That's the fandom who are aware, and they don't think they're too weird for going, and then can afford it. It's a lot of money to get here. Yeah. And the vast armchair fandom is still, and just like online fandom, people get discouraged, they see trolls. Online fandom is a sliver of all fan fans. And the great silent majority armchair fans are all still out there. So it's, well, you know, it's great to be here and see everybody and meet new people all the time and, and network and business stuff and or just geek out and have fun. But this is not all 
This is not all the Star Trek there is, right? Well, I interview, interviewed a few STOV virgins, and there was one couple Maybe we who... say newbies. That's newbies. Yeah. Noobs. Um, and they said that, that they'd usually do Star Wars Celebration. And this was a completely different experience for them because they weren't used to seeing the talent just mingling amongst everyone attending the fans. Yeah, and you know, CBS keeps a tighter rein on the newer people. Yeah. But even then, there's a lot of room for yeah. uh, informality. Yeah. Well, they, this is a TV franchise. It's not a movie franchise. And the people that had one-off guest roles have been seen for 50, you know, original series people and next-gen now. Yeah. People have watched them for 30 years daily. On, I mean, that's not the same. That's not the same paradigm that Star Wars is. That's what yeah. I. Another thing I keep telling, you know. And when the when the Kelvin movies were coming, and people were excited, it's like, guys, this is great, but you know, from nothing. But live good or bad, hit or flop, it's still just a two-hour movie, and then two. It'll be two or three years before there's another two-hour movie. So yeah, so that w I would love to talk to those people, and have them compare and have them go, oh, oh, because it's like yeah, these these guest stars that are here mingling so closely, um, it's like well they were just a one-time guest star, but people have watched them for yeah. twenty and thirty and forty years, and they've right? done other things. Yes, yes, and you might be a fan of that. Like one of your neighbors over here, oh, I forget her name. Um, she played a Vorta. Uh, uh, Molly Hagen. Molly Hagen. Damn, I didn't get over to say. She's a good friend of uh, John and bon uh, John Billingsley and okay. Bonnie Federici. Yeah. And I was talking to her and I was asking her, well, what was it like? Because she did two of the modern 90s Columbos. And I was asking her, what was it like working with Peter Falk? Yeah. And she enjoyed talking about that. Yes. Yeah, these people that have, these working actors, they're thrilled to be here and people know them for their one or two or four Star Treks. But yeah, it's... And I guess that's a different vibe than than celebration, maybe whatever. Well, yeah. Well, they were telling people were telling me celebration or regular comic cons, or I was talking to some people from Australia, Oztrek. Right, right, right. No, but that's that's again what's special about Trek and about STLV, and and I hope that continues. Anyway, so you know, so it's been a good good thing for me. We got more the message of Portal Forty Seven out, Portal47.net. So for people who are wondering, what is Portal 47? So Portal 47 is my way, my, my cure for my own frustration about ever having worked, uh, been a fan, had a journalism theater background, had the chance to do the Next Gen Companion, right? And everything that, that opened up for me, but getting to know so much of the Star Trek world, and not just the actors that everybody loves, have the great stories and the charisma, but all the people that make Star Trek what it is. And I, and even occasionally when you hear from a Dan Curry, or you hear from, um, you know, even the, the new creative heads on Discovery, there's so many people below that, and stunt people, and stand-ins who are there all the time, or all the departments and the, you know, all of that. And they have their own pictures, and they have their own memories, and shadings on individual episodes or on people. And, and fans watch the shows and they see all those names go by and A, that's like, well, the modern show, Discovery, there's 47,000 people there now. But in the, you know, from the Berman era and the original series, that's a fraction of the names that are actually working on the show and have major impact on them. Yeah. So part of my thing has been like, get those people out. So Portal 47 is a monthly, why I say it's like a mini con all year long and we use all the benefits of the internet. We have live, online events. I have one for uh, Europe that I do at midday our time, so they get it prime time. And um, I'm sharing from my archives and my documents, but also my memory and also all the, the Rolodex. And we have people every month on guest night who are worked on some aspect. I've had original, I've had original series crew people in to talk. The woman's costume of the last two seasons, oh, Andrea wow. Weaver. And she's just, she was 22 and it was her first job, second job. So she's 72, she's still rare and you know, blowing and going, and she's awesome. And you know, we had Robert Butler on three years ago that directed The Cage, he's 91, I just had him at Comic-Con Live. I was gonna get to that because another, I told you the story, another podcast I was listening to, the Gilbert Godfrey podcast, the episode I was listening to it was the Batman 80th anniversary, and he had also directed some of the Batman. He directed the pilot for Batman. He directed the pilot for Hill Street, I mean all these iconic, distinctive shows in Star Trek. It was, yeah, had an amazing career. So that was, but that's what, 
I've always been a, a Canon background person, and uh, getting that out and, and getting it, sharing that to fans. I w the bottom line for Portal 47, one of the tags, as I say, is it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's like a mini con all year long, or it's a, it's a deep dive, you know, behind the scenes. But even more so, it's for all the Star Trek fans who have no idea how much Star Trek they have still have no idea about and take them where no savvy fan has gone before. Yeah. That's my little line, but I mean, that's really, and the, and, the, and the members are such, the people that enjoy that, they've, what I didn't even plan on was they've made such a great community. And we've got people in Europe and Australia and around the world too, and it's cool to be on a live, when we have the Ask Dr. Trek roundtables, where it's just whatever they want to talk about, I'll talk to them or ask a question, or if it's the news of the day, something, one time we were having the European live in the afternoon, my time, yeah. and um, so the news broke. I'm trying to remember what it was, but we had some breaking news, and someone said, "Hey guys, I just saw on Twitter where, you know, something about Patrick at the Picard show," and we all jumped on, and which was kind of unusual, different. But anyway, <laughs> it's I'm you know me. I'm my the Trek Files podcast with Roddenberry, and my Trekland Tuesdays live both, yeah. and everything I do Trekland is all about not doing the same old same old and getting into something that other other things, other podcasts and conventions and interviews, and I've done my share of all of that, but it's doing the things that is still not getting out to fans that I want fans to know. Yeah. And it's just gonna be, and you know, and the years are going by and people are getting older. Not, not well, yeah. listeners, but I also mean people connected to Trek. So it's yeah. like, you know, getting all that out there. So that's yeah. what, yeah. I'm, you know, and when I have a convention, I have a special. So if folks are listening, we do. I do specials on Trekland Tuesdays Live, the third Tuesday. So that's on Facebook every Tuesday at one on one one p.m. Pacific on Facebook. So next year for the Geek Nations tour, it is the Voyager 25th. Are there any plans for any Voyager locations? We are doing. We're. It's kind of always a mix because we have some traditional favorites. You know. But we always try to do something new every time, so it's half and half. And yes, we've got some new things, and we've got, um, we haven't officially published this yet, but we're going, we have the Ocampa Desert, <laughs> and we have the farm, the, uh, the, the caretaker's farm imagery, the farm with Aunt Ada yeah. and the cookies that was turned to sinister in the barn. We have that, and at least one other one, I'm trying to think. The Santa Monica Pier? Uh, well, we've gone we've gone out there before because it's it's cool and obvious and it's very touristy anyway. I don't think we're planning on that. Uh, we're going downtown again okay. to all the the future's end, um, where right where the doctor was kidnapped, oh, Ed okay. Begley and the doctor and Rain Robinson, A.K.A. Silva, uh, Sarah Silverman. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so if um, we did a new, I got uh, Terrace to do a new ha do a new domain. LA2, number two, LA2VegasTrek.com, which if it's not online now, it'll be soon with all the tour on it, okay. so people want to go there. But you can always come to LarryNimmonTrek.com or my day tours in LA, which are separate, but if you're on an LA vacation or business trip and you want to do Trek sites just in a day, yeah. TrekLineTreks.com, that's, that's there. It's a smaller version of that. and. Um, so that's something I've been building out the last couple of years and, and doing. Um, but yeah, but the big tour comes into the Vegas convention, and it's a big, and we haven't done it since 2016, since the 50th. Oh, wow. So there's a little bit of built, but I've had, there's 20 people put down interest in that just this weekend, so that I'm, I'm excited for that for next year. Yes, I actually took a breath and stopped talking. <laughs> Surprise me. Um, so if we can talk about your podcast. <laughs> The Trek Files on the Roddenberry Podcasting Network. Yeah, well, sure. No, the Trek Files is 15, I know, it's amazing. 15, 20 minutes only. Um, for all the people listening to me on the Ready Room on Trek FM all these years and other, and other podcasts. Well, that reminds me, I owe you a royalty fee. <laughs> what? So I'm commenting, you've got the TNG panel, people doing autographs over here, and on the other side of the room. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm channeling, uh, yeah, I'm channeling the Star Wars commercial trailers from 77. Um, not the Star, the campaign, oh, forget it. Yeah. Uh, long story. Um, what are we talking about, Robert? The Trek Files. I'm, gee, is it Sunday closing time? Is that what it is? No, the Trek Files is awesome. Uh, Rod came to me and John Champion came to me about doing that. 
and they said they want to get more of their dad's papers and letters and memos to and from him, from fans and crew and celebrities, and talk about them and what they meant for Star Trek and even before and after Star Trek and what they mean for Gene because Gene's DNA is Star Trek. So and even after Gene passed, you know, so just. It's, the history is cool, but also as a snapshot into a little bit of what makes Star Trek Star Trek. Yeah. And and we talk, you know, we get into media history and the way things have changed, and fandom has changed, and Star Trek has changed, and yet probably been exactly the same. So, which is kind of a theme I do in my documentary, The Con of Wrath, when we get it done. But that whole thing about what's changed, what's different, and how much things are still the same, even though all the, you know, the buzzwords and the glitter and the tech that we can do now, people are still people, and hopefully we're on an upward track. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, he who forgets the past is doomed to repeat it, and also he who realizes we have been this way before, yeah. we, can, we can draw some strength from that and some insight from that. Well, so yeah, so I love that, I love yeah, the track I know, I, I was at a room party Wednesday night with one of the, those anti-discovery people who was giving off all the reasons he hated discovery, and you, you could probably just change a couple of words and be the same thing on why he hated Enterprise, why he hated Next Gen. Right, all the Next Gen haters in 87, and yes, they were out there. But uh, yeah, but when that's always happened, and, but what we've got now on top of that is professional trolls and bots making money from just stirring things up wherever they can find it. It's almost like it's a slap that, a backhanded compliment, that Star Trek is popular enough to be a magnet yeah. for the uh, for the uh, professional troll industry. Yes. <laughs> I mean seriously, and they're and we're just now getting aware of that. But people who are feeling beleaguered by what they see online, it's like that's fake. It's meant to have you sit home and be depressed. I know it's the people you know, who believe down. that one one YouTuber, even though he makes everything up and he ha he can cite no sources. And you can go back and see what he said six months ago and it's all BS, yeah. right? Nothing came true, or a year ago, but yes. Like they, the they that Discovery was canceled, but they renewed it for season three, but it's canceled. Right, just to spite everybody. They're gonna spend and waste this money just to spite everybody. Makes, it's stupid, it's so stupid. Anyway. I, I mean, and the, I forgot which panel it was. I think it was yesterday where it said, if you don't like Discovery, that's fine. You can watch Picard. You can watch Section 31. You can watch Lower Decks. Right. Or Nick Trek. Hashtag Nick Trek when it gets out. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm pretty wiped out, but it's been a great Vegas, I think. And lots of new faces. Lots of new ways to talk about, you know, background and canon and meet the new, a lot of the new Discovery folks. It's going to be a process, and they're cranking out these shows, and the voice actors for the animateds and the writing. Yeah. It's going to be... Um, yeah, it's like uh, getting on with it. I don't write as much as I used to, but I want to because I—that's the process of sitting down and really meeting a lot of the new well, creatives. I'd like to talk to the writing team and ask them, well, how many California ships are there? Because the the USS Cerritos. I know. So I meet the USS Van Nuys and the USS. No, I want to know what well, the USS Cerritos does it have an auto square. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stepped on your line. No, I think that I think the USS Cerritos has its own song, you know. So, yes, Cerritos Auto Square. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say the Cerritos uh, uh, space dock. That didn't really fit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Robert, I better get back and, okay. and wrap up my table. Okay. It's always a pleasure talking to everybody on the promenade. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Larry. We all survived another one. Yes, we did. We'll come back next year and do it all over again. Oh no. <laughs> So it's the last 30 minutes officially of STLV. Then the Rat Pack is at seven. And then that will officially close the books for STLV 2019. Okay, so we are back in Quarks, which is still open for about another half hour. Okay, so folks are leaving the convention area. We're going to see what's going on over at The Wall. The Wall is this new restaurant they opened up here at the Rio. It's similar to Dave & Buster's, but um, instead of actually it being games you see at a Dave & Buster's, they're more console games like Xbox, PS, 2, 3, 4, 5. Hi. 
Max Rodencheck just went by in his tuxedo, I guess, for the sound check for the Rat Pack concert, which is at 7 tonight. So we're here in the wall, and I kid you not, on the TV right now, you've got Phase 2, Star Trek Continuing Voyages slash Phase 2, on one TV, on the next TV, you've got the finale of Star Trek Continues. On another TV, you have, I don't know what's on the other TV. All right, so while the craft swap is going on, on behalf of a cast of hundreds today, day five of STLV 2019, it has been a great convention this year. We'll see you next time. As you know, our next episode, we will be coming from the Masquerade Bar and beverages will be flowing. Until then, we'll see you next time.